Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to talk a little college football and over the weekend, Alabama. At home, lost by double digits to Texas. First time Nick Saban has lost by double digits at home in uh, quite some time. In fact, he was the head coach at LSU uh, the last time that happened to him. Although I believe he won the national championship that year. So if you need some perspective as far as where Nick Saban is in in the pecking order. Uh, But at the same time, it does bring up an interesting question, Aaron. And that is, is the Alabama dynasty done? Given just how well Georgia has played the last few years, given all of these upstarts in the Big Ten with Ohio State and Michigan, and the fact that you have fantastic quarterback play elsewhere. And maybe other schools have mastered the transfer porter a little bit better than Alabama has. So do you feel like that the dynasty, quote-unquote, is done? I'm not ready to say it's done. I think that might be a bit of a reaction, uh, overreaction, but I do think Texas is back. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm very happy for Steve Sarkeesian covered him when he was at University of Washington, and he even said this felt like a full circle moment returning to Tuscaloosa and beating Nick Saban. But Texas had the overall better team. They had the better quarterback. They had the better receivers. And they just looked like a complete team. So I look at it more as high on Texas. I'm not ready to bury Alabama and say the dynasty is over just yet. Joe? One one loss, they put him 10th in the AP, 10th in uh, the coaches poll. And after – after what we saw over the weekend, you look ahead. They got to go to Texas A&M. They have back-to-backs against Tennessee and LSU, both at home. But both of those are going to be very challenging to get out of. Sure, we, we can make a scenario where a one-loss Bama team, the loss very early on, a non-conference loss where they end up being in the playoff. But if you look up Alabama Dynasty and click news, there are a ton of stories is the dynasty over? So I, I think it's certainly a fair question, especially after missing the playoff last year, and they might miss it again. As far as true champions, it might be. Yeah, it might be. And I'm not going to sit here and say the game passed them by or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, there are, like, look at Dabo. He's been stubborn with the transfer portal. And look at what's happened to him. I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but there are other teams, other coaches that are 
taking more advantage of the current situation right now. It's interesting. So Dynasty, yeah, yeah, you think championship contender every single year. So after back-to-back years, if they don't make the playoff, I think we, I think that's a legitimate conversation, and we're close to it. We have playoff expansion next year. Just making the playoff, no, no, no. That That's not Dynasty. The game is changing now. It's not some going to be some unbelievable achievement for a lot of schools to just make the playoffs so yeah Ed, I think uh, this is a real conversation what do you think it is a real conversation it's definitely worth bringing up and I guess I have three points to this as far as answering it number one historically national champions don't lose early in the season I think Ohio Mm -hmm. State when they had Ezekiel Elliott was really the last example of a team losing early and then going on Mm -hmm. this epic run en route to a title so it just doesn't happen that often this is also why I think LSU really has no business in the national championship or college football playoff conversation either because that was a that was a bad look against Florida State yeah Knowles are really good that's fine but National champions don't lose early. They are consistently great and then probably trip up somewhere in conference, end of September, start of October, when everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. So historically speaking, Alabama's in bad shape as far as this year is concerned. But there are two bits of hope, so to speak, why I don't think this dynasty is over. Number one, if you look at composite ratings in college football, it is not resume-based. Don't look at wins and losses. Just look at what the team on the field is actually doing, independent of score and outcome. Alabama is fourth. Georgia's one. Ohio State's two. Michigan's third. Alabama's fourth. Florida State is fifth. Texas is seventh. So, Aaron, you might be right. Texas may very well be back because that, that is a, a rather high rating given where they were and where they are now. So that's fine. But it's not like Alabama has just fallen off a cliff as far as what the team is doing on the field. I mean, Quinn Ewers had some rather unusual throws and the, he was the beneficiary of some catches that he hadn't been his entire career in Austin. So there is that. Alabama can very well be just fine, though history is not on their side. And then, Joe, you mentioned my third point, and that is with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams next year, Alabama's always around that number four, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're at one, but they're always in the conversation to make the playoff. Once the uh, playoff expands to 12 teams, Alabama's going to be there. And then once they're there, what can they do? And I think that's where Nick Saban, assuming he's going to be there for a while, even though he's in his 70s, That's where Nick Saban really shines, is the ability to prep against the best of the best and out-coach just about anybody. That's where he shines. And we can still see that, even if, say, he has to play an extra game in the playoffs, Aaron. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just think that it's a little early, like Joe was saying, to say that the Uh, the game has passed him by. There is someone on my list that I want to bring up that I do think uh, maybe it is time. And that is Jimbo Fisher. I don't understand what's going on there. And when you research him, it's like everyone is Hmm. must be Googling how much it'll cost to get this guy fired. It's like close to (laughs) 80 million. It's ridiculous. You look at what they've been doing. Even Phil Steele, I was I got I had to blow the dust off my magazine. The Aggies, he had them as a dark horse (laughs) national contender, but they just haven't played like that on Saturday. They lost to Miami. Miami were three point underdogs. They just they've been losing the turnover. 
turnover battle. They can't sustain a lead. It's just been bad. And this is a team that does have higher expectations. And maybe you could say that the game is passing Jimbo Fisher by, and they're just in a bad situation because they gave him that giant contract. Aaron dragging the uh, the college football prognosticators after they're wrong about something is one of my favorite things about the college football season. Well, it we is so good. Texas A and M bets. <laughs> that's right. So that's good. Um, but and for obvious reasons, I mean, you go and win by two scores in Tuscaloosa, something that never happens. Uh, Bama ends up being the big story because because of the program, but. What about the other side now? We talked a lot about which conference could have to get in, but now you have this as a massive resume builder for the Texas Longhorns, and you look at their schedule, where are they going to trip up? Of course, the Oklahoma game is always challenging. There's Kansas State. But you look at the rankings right now, they're not playing a top-10 team the rest of the year. So, I mean, this is really set up. I mean, Texas – a huge favorite. They're an odds-on favorite to win the Big 12. No surprise there. But, man, the path is set up for them to go represent the conference before they leave. At the same time, I would be very cautious thinking that Texas can go undefeated. I just don't <laughs> know if Quinn Ewers and this offense. Look, it's a great wide receiver room, no doubt about it. But they're going to trip up somewhere. Now, where it is, that's going to be a fun parlor game because it'll probably be yeah. somewhere unexpected. But at, at the same time, I almost never assume a team can go undefeated unless you're, say, Georgia and you're facing the SEC East, which outside of Tennessee just isn't that great. So, Do, do they have to the be undefeated, part. though? But do they have no, to be? They, they don't. No, yeah. they don't. Does Bama now have to run the table, including us, you know? I... I think the problem is, is that if you have another loss in the SEC West, that team you lose to probably gets to be Atlanta vis-a-vis the tiebreaker. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say yes. I think Alabama does have to run the table. I think so too. Yeah. It's too, too many good yeah. teams there. Too many good teams yeah. coming out of there. Speaking of good teams, uh, Colorado is for real. And anybody yep. who still – clutching their priors uh, needs to have their heads examined because Shadur Sanders <laughs> was a fantastic recruit coming out of high school. You know, the question was, how was he going to handle this new situation? So far, so good. Uh, Travis Hunter, you know, playing a ton of snaps. I don't know how sustainable that is for the rest of the year, but there are a lot of good things for Colorado. And the question now is, Aaron, how far can they go? Because while they've looked darn impressive, it's also possible that TCU and Nebraska stink. That is within the realm of possibilities. And so when we look at strength of schedule, it is something where Colorado is going to have to face a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And that defense has been a little suspect. So if they start getting into a bunch of shootouts, can they win those shootouts? Probably not every time. So I'm still tempering my expectations over what Colorado can do. I know they're a big liability uh, for the sports books, but it is something where they should have a winning record when everything's said and done, and they should go bowling at a minimum. Yeah, it's a good point because we've been talking about it for months that Colorado had a tough schedule and 
That's probably a big reason why their win total was very low. But the crazy thing is, like you said, you need your head examined if you're still not believing in them. I mean, it's just yeah. been so fun to watch. And, you know, Dion's son looks phenomenal. I, I mean, he's put himself into the Heisman conversation. So I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like this is a bit unprecedented what we're seeing with this Colorado team because they just keep defying the odds and getting it done. And I just can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's completely unprecedented. That, that's why the idea of, you know, you have priors, sure, but you've got to ditch them. Like this is the scenario where you completely ditch them. You can. This is something we've never seen before because there's nothing carrying over. Just, just look at that stadium right now and the excitement in that state and nationwide. You haven't seen this. Uh, how are you going to compare that to the home field that they were getting a year ago, what they're going to get the rest of the year? When it's a, when it's a, this is why we hate trends, right, a lot of us. Well, what right. does it matter what happened in 1992 with a different coach, different league, different players, different front office. Like, that's stupid. That's idiotic. It's the same thing if you're clutching priors in any way uh, to what you thought Colorado was going to be before the season. And if you're realistic, if you're smart about it, you were given a shrug of the shoulders before the season started. You probably weren't buying it because the hype was just so crazy and there were so many bets coming in on them and they were so far down the board, which is something we just don't see in college football. But it's fun. It's great for the sport. Last night, they're, they're going out of their way on the Monday Night Football broadcast to promote, hey, we're going to have Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, on an island. Be prime here. time. You, you don't want to miss it. Prime mm -hmm. and prime. I love it. Yeah, Colorado at Oregon. I saw that spread at 14 and a half. Oregon, obviously the favorites. I'm thinking, do I just need to bet Colorado now? Because I feel like that might get shorter as we get closer to that game and look past the Colorado State one. It, it's possible. And, and that's just it, is that they, they could be in for a bunch of shootouts. And I have some indicators that Bo Nix may be – I don't want to say overrated, but maybe the, the team's okay. overall ratings might be a tad overrated. So it may be something where I would take uh, Colorado with the points. But I made this point last week, and I think it bears repeating here, Aaron. If you look at the assistant coaches for the Colorado football program, it's a bit of a who's who. Sean Lewis, former head coach at Kent State, now calling plays. Mm -hmm. Charles Kelly spent time at Alabama. Tight end coach Tim Brewster was the head man at Minnesota. Sal Sinceri spent time in Alabama. Mike Zimmer is somehow on campus. This is a really good <laughs> coaching staff. Wow. If you were to power rank them somehow, I feel like Colorado would be up there. And that shouldn't be lost on anybody that it's not just Deion Sanders, you know, just being brilliant out there. He's got a great group around him. Well, because he's smart. Not only did he recruit really mm -hmm. good players, he recruited really good coaches so that, you know, anyone who had any questions, they're going to help him look like a genius and win games. That's what I would do. If I wasn't that confident, if I knew I could recruit and be that guy, if I'm talking, everybody's buying what I'm selling. I mean, he's got to have good people around him, right, Joe? They're, they're now seventh in the Pac-12 odds. Seventh, 25 to 1. Anybody considering it? And you're right. You're right. That's exactly what that. Dion had to do. You had to bring strong assistants, strong coordinators in. 
Just saying this. And remember, this is the conference that most of us believe is more wide open than any other one. I, I'm not banging the table saying you got to bet it. I'm not saying that there's value at this point. I'm just a little surprised to see them at seven. But the top half, pretty good. You can make cases for a lot of them. Yeah, you certainly can. But USC, Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, a lot of good teams. Even there. Washington <laughs> State. There's a yeah, it's a good conference this year. Right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and the unusual reason behind why one former NFL player thinks we are seeing so many injuries. That's on the <laughs> BetQL Network. <laughs> 